Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. We, we had uh, lots of people, I think we served 220 hot dogs, and trust me, that was not all of us eating 220. There was many more people there than, than that. Uh, that that came out so just keep praying for those people because you know they need the courage to take a step to come into to church to connect to church life you know they 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 see it from a distance but how many know they can experience more and so each one of us were at a point where we you know weren't reaching out to God but like Daniel said we love him because he first loved us and so we just we pray for those that, that uh, came out. God would just continue to draw their hearts and that they would come into that, that just that very real reality of who he is. You know, uh, Trish uh, used the scripture um, opening up, and I'm going to read it again, but it's in Psalms uh, 68, 19. Um, and it's praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day he carries us in his arms. And we got to remember that, like as, as believers, that we've given our lives and we've surrendered to God, that he carries us. That's the benefit. And people are like, oh, you need God, you need a crutch. Yeah, I do. I need someone to carry me. I am not strong enough. This life is too hard. On my own, I'm, I'm messed up. But I'll tell you, when I give my life to God and he carries it, I can do many things. With, my, with myself, I'm a minority, but when I bring God into the picture, I'm a majority. When God's for me, who can be against me? And we say those things, but it's living it every single day. It's, it's, it's taking that, that reality and putting it into, into with feet on it. You know, in John 10, 10, uh, 10 John 10, 10, 10, 10, John 10, 10 to 11. It says this. So there's, the thief has a purpose. The devil has a purpose. And, and his purpose is this, to kill, to steal, to kill and to destroy. How many know those are pretty crappy purposes? But those are his purposes. Even when he does nice things in your life, the purpose behind it is to kill, to steal, and to destroy you. We, get, we forget that he hates us. We forget because he comes as an angel of light. He comes sometimes with a good thing in front of us, a carrot. He dangles it. It's sin. It's all kinds of different things he entices us with, and we think, oh, it's not that bad. But what is behind all of that is his purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we, we need to be reminded of that because that's what the scriptures tell us. Jesus here is telling us this is what his purpose is. But he says, my purpose is this. How many want to know his purpose? My purpose is to give a rich and satisfying life. How many think that's a better purpose? <laughs> to give you life? Or the Bible, like, that word means the God kind of life. 
the God quality of life. So let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus is saying, look, I'm wanting to bring the God quality of life into your family, into your, into your home, into everything you do, your business. I want that people see God's quality of life coming out of you. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Amen? All of those things. When you're around that, how many know you just feel good? And God is full, heaven is full of that. We were in the one song there saying, you know, there's no more sickness, no more pain, no more, no more, no more, no more. What, but what is there? There's joy, there's love, there's peace, there's, there's so much amazing things that heaven is going to have. And he, he says here, I come to give you that. And he says, I'm the good shepherd. And the good shepherd does this. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. That's what our good shepherd does. And I love this because, you know, we've, we've I've studied a lot of religions and um, they're all trying to appease an angry God. The root of, of every other religion, when you look at them, they are trying to make God happy or do all kinds of deeds to be able to work their way up to where they could attain something with God. But Jesus came and he gave his life for the sheep. He came down to where we are and he lifted us up. And it's because of him Amen? It's not because of what we can do. It's a gift. And we're living that gift out every day. That's the greatest thing that we can do. Is to just continually live a life that is dependent on him. Because that's what sheep do. They're dependent on a shepherd. We're dependent on a shepherd. We are not self-sufficient we lie to ourselves so many times. We think, I got this, I can do this, I can do this. And we do to a degree. But then we, we, we can't make it on our own. We, we, we get shipwrecked and we, we deviate it when we do things on our own. But if, if we could trust that we have a good shepherd. Amen. And so today, um, my, my message title is God Cares and God Carries. So... I mean, you know, it's not just enough that God cares. You got people, they care, but, but God carries. He carries us. He carries us in his arms. He, he doesn't just, you know, this is what it says. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So here we see another exchange. And, you know, we, we, some of us, we've known this, we've known this for years, right? As believers, these are foundational things. So today, there's, there's some things I'm going to stir you up by reminding you because these are foundational things that we need to know that we can communicate to people that are hurting. Because one thing that a person who's hurting needs to know is you don't have to do anything to try to get out of that. Someone did it for you. You don't need to put more guilt on them and more shame on them. We, we had someone at, at the barbecue, and they had come last year, and they had said they were going to come to the service, and, and they didn't, and they were feeling guilty coming back. And, you know, we don't need to feel that guilt. 
You know, he carried that for a whole year. But he had courage to come back again, and he confessed it, and we let him know, we still love you. No guilt, no shame. God still loves you. God's still waiting for you. Amen? But we carry these things, and we carry them, and we carry them, and we think, oh, i got to beat myself enough, and all these things. But it's that he, God made Christ, who never sinned, be an offering for our sin. Amen? So that what we could be made right with God through Christ. And then if we go to um, 1 Peter 2, 24, 25, it says here that, that Jesus, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. So he took every bit of our shortcomings, every bit of those things, he carried them in his body on the cross so that what? So that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. So that we can be dead to those things. We don't have to carry them. We don't have to try to drag them through life. We don't have to try to, you know, make excuses for them. We can be dead to them. By his wounds, we are healed. Amen? And I love this. Once you were like sheep, again, sheep. We are sheep. They're cute as anything, but they're dumb. We have a friend who's a sheep farmer, and he was like, they can't even have their own babies. He had to go out there and help deliver the babies because they're just dumb. They'll plop the baby and just leave it. And like, he just, the shepherd has to do a lot for the sheep, he has to lead them, he has to direct them. They wander off, and it says here, we like sheep, once were sheep, who wandered away. And that's what we do, we wander. We just wander. <laughs> Ben's being honest. We, we all wander. And, and sometimes we realize it, and then sometimes we don't, but then we realize it after. But it says here, I love this, but now you've turned to your shepherd the guardian of your souls. The guardian of your souls. Like, our shepherd is guarding our soul. So he's caring about all of these things that are going on in our life, and he's guarding our soul. We don't realize how important that is. But, you know, I'm 57 now, so I've lived a few years. I'm not old, old. I'm a little past medium. So I'm, I don't know what you call it. I figured out the word, well, it's groovy. Groovy. We got to bring that word back. What was the word you said? Jive turkey, and what was the other one? Oh, <laughs> yes. He had another one he said when, when I saw him. It's like, it's an old saying and it was like a really good one Wait, we're bringing some of these back peachy oh yeah peachy it's just nice but we got to bring some of these things back but um but he that was a bunny trail <laughs> but he cares for our souls and our soul is so important 
It's what we think, what we feel, what we want. And when a soul is, is good and, and God, it delights in God, it, it does good things. But how many know when a soul is hopeless, soul is depressed, and soul is wounded, it's, it destroys and, it, and it, it just, it does terrible things. But we have a shepherd that we can turn to and he can be the guardian of our souls. So this is his job. He cares, and he carries. But our job is to cast our cares and to confide in him. That is our job. He cares, and he carries, but we cast, and then we confide. And confiding means to trust completely. You confide in someone that you can completely trust. You feel safe with them. You feel like when you confide in them, you're going to be protected, and it's going to be taken care of. How many know our shepherd, we can confide in him? We can cast everything on him, and we can confide. Let's go to... Um, uh, Psalms 37, 23, and 24. It says here, I love this, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And I stand on this a lot because there are so many things I'm stepping into, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just, I'm taking the first step, but I'm like, I'm trusting God, you're going to direct the next step. Because there's so many steps that I have to take, I just take by faith. It's like, okay, I know this is the right direction, but I knew absolutely enough, nothing of where I'm going in that direction, but I know it's the right direction. Christine's like, yes. Both hands up, you know. You, you, when you've been that, in that, what I've known, and I've known this now for 40 years, because 40 years I've been living this way, is he always directs every step. And it says here, he directs the steps of the godly, and he delights in every detail of their lives every detail we've been helping mustafa with his move he's uh moving into his new place on september uh, 1st so yes so good news yes he's gonna have his own home and we're all gonna go to his house and have a party <laughs> it's little so <laughs> for three people at a time <laughs> but um but the things that God's providing for his place, the little details, the, the little things that he's giving. Like he wanted pic pictures up of his family. Well, we, we got these picture frames and, you know, little details of just things that God would know that he, only he would know. He takes care of every detail. But, but why does he do that when we can trust him with it when we can cast it on him and we can confide he cares and he carries but we have to cast and we have to confide in him so that's completely trusting him with everything there is no one that i would want to confide in more than my savior there's no one i trust more I don't trust myself. I don't trust others completely because there's the human element. We can trust 
but I trust God working in you and you and you. I trust God working in our government. I don't trust our government. I trust God working in our government. And people are like, well, once this political leader. No, once any person gets in office, they are a person with sin. And there will be sin. And they need our prayers. And they need us to pray that God would work through them. Amen? Because God used a donkey to speak to Balaam. He can use anything. Amen? Let's put our confidence in God because he can be trusted. And I love this. It says, though they stumble. How many have stumbled when you've taken a, a step? How many of you just hit that? They will never fall. You might trip. You might get a little bit messed up. But the Lord will hold you up with his hand. Again, he carries you. He holds you. How many have felt his sustaining in the midst of that? You're having a fit. You're like, ah! You know, you, you're beating yourself because you failed and whatever. You know, each of us deal with it differently. But the fact is... He holds us. It's all over. He was holding it. And he continues to hold us. He's awesome. And so, what does this get me to do? For me, this is what it, it, it draws me to do. Is, um, if we can go to First uh, Peter 5. It causes me to want to go low. And for me, my mornings are the time I start my day in the, in the morning. And some people are night people. So you know what I encourage you to do? Give your night to God. Because you're fresh. You want to give God when you're your best. Okay? My, my wife and I, when we first got married, my wife was more of a night person. I was the morning person. And I was like, we are doing devotions together. We're spending time with God in the morning, of course. We had to, it had to be the morning because I was taking charge, and morning is the best, right? Okay, guys, I was 20 years old, okay? 20. <laughs> Cut me some slack. And so we got, we, <laughs> we started in the morning. Of course, I'm fresh as, fresh as anything. Yes, oh, yes. She was pregnant, too. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> and, it, and so we would start and she was sitting in this big fluffy chair and then she just be <laughs> and we tried it for a few days and then it was it was obvious it just wasn't working oh it was weeks it seemed like weeks to her but I think it was <laughs> But then I clued in. God wants our best. And her best is in the evening. My best is in the morning. And so, give God your best. And so I love my mornings because my mornings is the time when it's quiet, when I can just have that time with God, when there's not all these distractions. And what I do is I do this in in uh, first peter 5 so humble yourselves under the mighty power
power of God. And I take that position of love. It's like God will stay or so many things, but I, I am taking the position of humility. The Bible says humble yourself. God doesn't humble us. We have to choose to humble ourselves. We humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So we have to make a choice. And I can, I can make the choice of, as soon as I wake up, filling my head with thoughts and being anxious and being full of all kinds of cares and all these things, or I can take the position of God, this day is yours, God, and begin to look at God's greatness, begin to humble myself under who he is, under his mighty power. Amen? That means we're not focusing on the bad stuff. And there's lots of bad stuff. Right now, pray for Pakistan. I have a minister friend there. Pakistan, churches are being attacked. Hundreds and hundreds are being burnt. People are, are being cast out of their homes. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And, you know, you could be thinking about all these things. And there, it's just so much going on. And, and these are Christians that are being attacked by Muslims. So it's, it's not a good situation. But, and there, there's good stuff happening where they're able to go and help. But there's so much a cry for help in so many directions. And you could wake up and just be focused all on that. Because it's coming at every angle. Right? With social media and all the different stuff. Sometimes you have to just shut that off. Not that we ignore it, but we, there's a place for it. And let's hook up with God and his power and who he is and get our eyes on him first. Amen? And it says, and at the right hand, he will lift you up in honor. And then it says what? Give, or another translation says, cast all your worries and cares to God. Why? 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 Because he cares for you. In other words, he cares about your kids more than you do. He cares about your job more than you do. He cares about your future and your finances and your security in every part of your life more than you do. We find that hard to believe, but he does. He cares and he carries. So what do we do? We cast and we confide. We need to confide in him. And so when you have that time with God and take that time every day just to slow everything down, then you, you can cast those things and you can confide in him in those things. And every one of us, how many know we have things that we need to confide in? There's things we carry, and we're like, no, we have to give it back. And it says, stay alert. Watch out, because your enemy, the devil, he's prowling around like a roaring lion. Okay, He's not a roaring lion. He's like one. Looking for someone to what? Devour. So he's looking for someone. He's looking for you in your weak point. The devil's a dirty fighter. Come on, guys. Dirty, dirty fighter. He fights, he uses family. Come on. He fights really dirty. And he's looking. And he's waiting. Where's your weak point? Where's your weak point? And boom. 
And it says here, watch out. And then it says, stand firm against him and be strong, what? In your faith. You know what faith is? It's confiding in the one. When I confide, I believe. That's faith. It's knowing God. It's knowing no God. I'm confiding in you. I absolutely trust you with everything. I'm casting and I am confiding in you. Amen? We cast and we confide. And it says here, um, and be strong in your faith. Remember that your, the family, your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. We, everyone is suffering. There is an element of suffering that just for the sake of bearing his name. If our leaders suffered, we're going to suffer. We're no greater than our leaders. Amen? And so we've got to remember that. And sometimes we're like, we seem to think, oh, why is this happening to me? Because you know Jesus. We're going to suffer for his name. That's one of the things that's going to happen. We think we're going to get this popularity sticker, and that's great when that happens every once in a while. But we're going to suffer for him too. But I want to end with this in Philippians 4. <clears throat> because this is, again, this is the casting and this is the confiding. And for some, those of you that weren't here uh, a few Sundays ago, um, we were. I was talking about the brain, um, the, this part in the brain for gratitude is also a part in the brain for worrying and anxiety and both can't operate at the same time so you can't do both and this scripture here explains it and I love this that God knew this before scientists figured this out and he gave us the antidote he says don't worry about anything how many thought that that's pretty extreme in other words, well, another translation says, don't be anxious for anything. Now, <clears throat> we can be anxious, and that will hit us, but it's what we do with that. And this is where we've got we've to um, process it the right way. Because what happens is we, we get hit with it, and we think, oh, and we nurse it, and we carry it. And we're not to carry that. We're to cast that, and we're to confide in God with it. We are to not take that on ourselves. It's not ours to carry, because this is what we're to do. It says, so it says here, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And so that's that casting, and that's that confiding. We're casting, and we're confiding. So we're, we're praying about everything. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Amen? What's the best thing that you can do when something isn't happening? When we sang that song, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. What is the best thing you can do? Remind yourself of things that God already did. Stop and go back and sing. David said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul soul and forget not all his benefits 
who heals all my diseases, forgives all my sins. And he, and he was remembering all of the things. And we need to remember the things he's done. We forget. We're so quick to just, we're just this way, but it's like you were so faithful there, God. So remember what he's done. Thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Amen? That's the exchange. So how many want anxiety? How many like their anxiety? No, no one likes it. People take medication for it, and they're doing all kinds of things to get rid of it. No one wants it. And here's the exchange. It's to remember what he's done, give thanks, and his peace comes. That's the exchange. His peace comes. And I love this about peace. Everything can be topsy-turvy, and nothing can actually change externally right away. It will change, but sometimes it takes time. But in the interim, God's like, you don't have to suffer through this. You don't have to be an anxious, fearful wreck in the process. You can be filled with my peace. You can be filled with my love. You can be filled with my joy. If you will cast and you will confide in me in this process, I give peace. He says here, you will experience peace, and this peace here, which exceeds anything that we can understand. Don't you love it? Peace just blows everything out of your brain. You're just like, I just feel good. How many have had the peace of God come into it like a whole disastrous situation, and you just have peace? Makes no sense. It just doesn't even make any sense with your understanding. And, it, and then it says here, um, and this peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. It guards your heart and it guards your mind. Keeps your mind sound. And so that's where we go. And then, then he gives us, and then he says this. And he says here, um, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure. And guys, this is really challenging with social media. Because there's a lot of just stupidness. It's just dumb. It's it's just neither here nor there. But look for things that are good and true and noble and right and excellent and worthy of praise and lovely and admirable. Amen? And then it says, keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me and everything you heard from me and saw me do. Put it into practice. So as leaders, watch Pastor Sheila and myself. How are we living? How are we conducting ourselves? A lot of people want different things that we have, but they don't want to do what we're doing to get what we've got. But we got what we have because we're doing something. And Paul's saying here, watch how I've lived. Watch how I've conducted myself. 
and learn from these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Let's stand. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you care and that you carry us. You uphold us with your hand. We thank you for your sustaining power and love in our lives. We thank you for your goodness. And God, we, we, we come to you tonight just afresh and anew. We, and we, we cast every care on you. I don't know if you come in here with any weights or any cares, but this is the safest place to take your cares because he is here and just, just cast them on him. We thank you, Jesus. We can cast every care on you because you care for us. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.